Greetings, family, and welcome to today's scripture. Let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence, followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. March 2nd, defeat your giant. In 1 Samuel 17, 26, it says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? 1 Samuel 17, 26. You may be facing a giant today. He may be a giant of sickness or failure, of financial shortage or another kind of trouble. But don't let him scare you. You have a secret weapon, a weapon that once turned a shepherd boy into a bear, busting, lion-killing, giant-slaying champion. That weapon was a blood covenant with Almighty God. Back in David's day, circumcision was the sign of that covenant. So when he called Goliath uncircumcised, David was saying, this guy may be a giant, he may be strong, but he has no covenant with God, and that's why I will defeat him. Just like David, you too have a covenant, but yours is better. You see, the covenant David had offered a wealth of blessings to those who kept it but it also included curses for those who broke it. Yours doesn't. Yours is a new covenant that Jesus bought with his own blood. It doesn't depend on your ability. It depends on him, on what he has already done. He has done it all. All you have to do is believe it and receive it. Right now, read Deuteronomy 28, 16 to 68. That's a list of the curses Christ has freed you from. You might even call it a list of the giants Jesus has already slain for you. It contains every diabolical thing the devil could ever use to destroy you. Read them and rejoice. Those are the things God has healed you of and delivered you from. Don't let any giant intimidate you. You have a blood covenant with Almighty God. There's no uncircumcised circumstance on the face of this earth that can take victory away from you. Now we go read Galatians 3, 13 to the end of the chapter. It says, But Christ rescued us from the law's curse when he became a curse in our place. This is because the scripture says that anyone who is nailed to a tree is under a curse. And because of what Jesus Christ has done, the blessing promised to Abraham was taken to the Gentiles. This happened so that by faith we would be given the promised Holy Spirit. My friends, I will use an everyday example to explain what I mean. Once someone agrees to something, no one else can change or cancel the agreement. That is how it is with the promises God made to Abraham and his descendants. The promises were not made to many descendants, but only to one, and that one is Christ. 
What I'm saying is that the law cannot change or cancel God's promises made 430 years before the law was given. If we have to obey the law in order to receive God's blessings, those blessings don't really come to us because of God's promise. But God was kind to Abraham and made him a promise. What is the use of the law? It was given later to show that we sin, but it was only supposed to last until the coming of the descendant who was given the promise. In fact, angels gave the law to Moses and he gave it to the people. There is only one God and the law did not come directly from him. Does the law disagree with God's promises? No, it doesn't. If any law could give life to us, we could become acceptable to God by obeying the law. But the scripture says that sin controls everyone so that God's promises will be for anyone who has faith in Jesus Christ. The law controlled us and kept us under its power until the time came when we would have faith. In fact, the law was to be our teacher until Christ came. Then we could have faith and be acceptable to God. But once a person has learned to have faith, there is no more need to have the law as a teacher. All of you are God's children because of your faith in Christ Jesus. And when you were baptized, it was as though you had put on Christ in the same way to put on new clothes. Faith in Christ Jesus is what makes each of you equal with each other. Whether you are a Jew or a Greek, a slave or a free person, a man or a woman, so, if you belong to Christ, you are now part of Abraham's family, and you will be given what God has promised. Amen, amen. Okay, let's go ahead and read it in a different translation, just a little more clarity. Let me read it again with a different look at it, a different view. Here we go. Starting with verse 13. Here we go again. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, Curse is everyone who is hung on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing, the promises to Abraham, so that we who are believers might receive the promise, Holy Spirit, through faith. Dear brothers and sisters, here's an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or amend an irrevocable agreement, so it is in this case. God gave the promises to Abraham and his child. And notice that the scripture doesn't say to his children, as if it meant many descendants. Rather, it says to his child, and that, of course, meant Christ. This is what I'm trying to say. The agreement God made with Abraham could not be canceled 430 years later when God gave the law to Moses. God will be breaking his promise. For if the inheritance could be received by keeping the law, then it would not be the result of accepting God's promise. But God graciously gave it to Abraham as a promise. Why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. But the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child who was promised. God gave his law through angels to Moses, who was the mediator between God and the people. 
Now a mediator is helpful if more than one party must reach an agreement. But God, who is one, did not use a mediator when he gave his promise to Abraham. Is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? Absolutely not. If the law could give us a new life, we could be made right with God by obeying it. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin, so we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under guard by the law. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belong to you. Amen. Wow, what a difference in different translations, huh? Thank you, everyone, so much for coming on here today. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his counts and give you peace. Establish you in every which way and make you happy. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen and amen.